Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. To episode two of the Bagels and Locks podcast with David Santola. My name is Chase Vidorsky. And in case you live under a rock, we are here to tell you that the NFL is back this weekend. Um, well, I guess not even this weekend, tomorrow. Uh, we're recording, recording this Wednesday night, 24 hours from this recording. Um, we'll see if the Lions can really make their mark by knocking off a potentially Travis Kelsey-less Chiefs in the first game of the NFL season. Football season for us New Yorkers can't come uh, soon enough. The Nets and the Knicks both didn't go on extended playoff runs. The Yankees and the Mets are not going to make the playoffs at all. Um, And I don't watch hockey, so I have no input on that. I hear NYFC is pretty decent, uh, but I don't watch soccer either. So football is a nice refuge uh, for both Giants and Jets fans alike in the tri-state area right now. Us Giants fans were coming off a playoff appearance, improved the offense. And uh, Jets fans took ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers all, all, all season. Um, so we'll see. They have a million different outcomes. Interested to see where that goes. Um, but we talked some college football last week. We'll recap that. And, uh, Dave, what are you most looking forward to for week one of the NFL season? Chase, first I just want to say a really beautiful recap of the last nine months, um, or I guess seven months. Um, you got you got a way of packing all of those days into a really condensed but – uh, I think you hit all the highlights, so thank you for that. What am I looking forward to? Come on, that's kind of a dumb question. This is NFL week one. Like, this is betting week one. This is the first bagels and locks of the season. This is the first fantasy game of the season. We're all starting with a with a clean slate, whether your league mates beat the shit out of you in your, in your last place punishment or you finish 37% like I did last year on the show and you got to wear the dumb bagel costume to the bar or whatever – like it's a clean slate or your team went, you know, two and 15 or whatever. Like this is a clean slate. It feels good. I'm really excited for, for week one. I can't wait for tomorrow. Well, one disaster that I have is uh, I have a bachelor party in Palm Springs this weekend. Um, and, and the crazy part of all of this is my buddy whose bachelor party it, um, it is, is the only guy I know who actually worked in the NFL for two years. He worked in the Browns front office, um, recently left to take an old job back at Disney. So you would think he, of all people, understands the importance of the first week of the NFL season. And as progressive as the state of California is, they got a lot of things right. They got ahead of the game in a lot of different things. You can't legally bet there. Look, having a wedding on NFL week one should be federally illegal. It's a a bachelor party for what it's worth. Like one of our full days activity is sitting by the pool and drinking and watching football but the fact that I'm going to need to use an offshore book or rely on you and the rest of our friends to place bets for me, I'm not sure which of those two sounds less appealing. That's the part where I just shake my head and I go, God damn it. Yeah, I'm not putting bets in for you. I'm, I'm not getting your texts every five minutes. Like, I, I, you know, I need to hedge this or like, you got to you got to throw on this. I'm like that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I got to hit the offshores. Go old school. It'll feel good. I'm a firm believer that. If you ask your friends to place bets, you place the bets at the beginning of the one o'clock hour, the four o'clock hour, and the eight o'clock game. No live betting. You get what you get. You don't get upset. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. If you really need a bet to be put in for you, I will. There's a 50% chance I put it in. If it hits, I'm going to tell you I didn't put it in. The good thing is prize picks, which we're going to introduce to our audience a little bit later, is legal in the state of California. Um, So I might just throw a bunch of money on hilarious props that sometimes do hit for me, believe it or not. They hit more often than me trying to actually pick games. There you go. It might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Our college football picks last week, uh, unofficial. Unofficial, don't count toward records, reminder. I'm pretty happy. Um, Two and one. Uh, the one that both of us picked LSU FSU obviously did not hit, um, shout out to the ACC though, for taking it to the, L- taking it to the SEC, um, and also Clemson losing. Cause fuck that guy, Dabo Sweeney and our other two, my other two picks Rutgers Northwestern, the under did hit, uh, got a little hairy at the end. Uh, well, I guess not a little hairy. It was 39 and a half final score was 24 to eight, I think. Um, Northwestern is going to be terrible. They if, are. You're, if you're almost getting shut out by Rutgers week one, that's a disaster. Um, and Utah, I, when did when we took it, I think it was minus six and a half versus Florida. The line actually moved down because Cam Rising didn't play, uh, but never in doubt. I think it's going to be a long season for Florida too, for all the reasons we said last week. Yeah, Florida's going to suck too. Um, we I thought you were dead on that on that Utah pick when Rising went down, and and I was happy that that uh, that was wrong. I mean, Graham Merck's just not good. Yeah, he wasn't really good before. So, like, I I don't know. I, I don't know why uh, why, why Florida would, would take that risk. Um, all right. I was one and two, um, but not, not all bad. Um, I was dead on with my Colorado pick. I told you guys. I told you guys they were going to be better than expected, that they had all these crazy transfer athletes coming in. I told you, if nothing else, it would be a fun pick to root for. And my only regret about this one is that I didn't bet in Moneyline. Um, that one was I, – I was flying so high after that. I thought I wasn't going to lose a bet all year. And then I immediately lost the next two bets uh, along with a bunch of others Saturday. Um, I was all in on South Carolina, and UNC took it to them pretty good. Um, and then we were both on LSU. That was the first double bagel of the year. Um, and like most of our double bagels last year, it was a loser and we're, uh, we're own one there. Such is life. Uh, we want to start in the college ranks or the NFL ranks this week. Yeah. So, I mean, Chase, just to, just to first introduce how we're going to, we're going to do the, the five pick setup this year. Um, the past two years we've done it. It's just like five picks, just like, you know, pick five football games spreads. Um, and we'll count it toward records. This year, we're going to be a little bit more structured. So we're going to do two college games, then two NFL games, and then a, a bet that can be either NFL or college. And this is the lock schmear of the week, which didn't used to be at the end, but now we'll, we'll do it as the fifth bet, I think, as it should be. So why don't we why don't we always start with our two college picks, and then we can transition into the, the professional league, and then we can do the lock. All right. So I don't love the board this week in college. Um so my first game that I'm going to pick is, and look, I might be drinking the Kool-Aid, but I will say I, on the other side of this, but I'm going to take Colorado minus two and a half versus Nebraska. Um, am I drinking the Colorado Kool-Aid? Absolutely. But the flip side of that is I'd also say I'm one of the only people I know who watched the entire second half of the Purdue-Nebraska game. And this Nebraska team does not look improved to me. Jeff Sims, their quarterback from Georgia Tech, had three picks. 
It was a classic Nebraska, new coach, same story. They were up 10-3 with six minutes left, lost to Purdue 13-10. I, I just think defensively this team, I think this could be a shootout, but I don't see them keeping up with this Colorado offense. Um, credit to Dion, credit to his son, a quarterback, credit to Travis Hunter. Maybe they come back to earth this soon, but I don't think it's against Nebraska. This game opened at Colorado plus eight and a half. They have all the hype in the world. Every idiot with money in their DraftKings account is betting Coach Prime all day long. And guess what, Chase? I'm one of those idiots, too. That's my first bet of the week. This is our second double bagel of the, of the year, and I'm feeling it. How can you not bet on this? Like, this is so fun. I, I don't care if this move, this line moved to, like, six or seven. You're right. Nebraska stinks. They look like shit. Colorado's fun. They're playing at home, so it's basically a, a pick them in a neutral site. Like, come on, Coach Prime. It's not even so much that Colorado's fun. It's that it, Nebraska is the antithesis of fun. Who are you going to bet on? I, like, I think this year is the year we bet on fun. And if nothing else, we'll have fun. All right, in that case, then my second pick makes a ton of sense. I'm going with the Oregon Ducks, minus six and a half versus Texas Tech. Um, now, look, this could be a little bit trappy from the standpoint of Texas Tech had a really bad week one loss to Wyoming. Um, they lost 38-34 to Wyoming. All that said, I know it was against a nothing team. But scoring 81 points in football is insane. Scoring 81 points in college basketball is very good. Oregon put up an 81 spot last week. The offense really looks like it isn't going to miss a beat this year. Bo Nix is dialed in in the Pac, not just the Pac-12 best quarterback race, but also the Heisman race. Um, again, maybe TTU gets up for this game, but I think this Oregon offense keeps rolling and uh, Texas Tech as a preseason Big 12 darling is going to have a lot of questions at Owen too. Chase, I give you a lot of credit for just shamelessly overreacting to week one. Like every every week one trend, you're riding it. Oregon scores 81 points. Texas Tech loses a an upset game and you're just like, fuck it. Like that, that's, that's all the track record that I got. That's all I need. Let's ride it. I mean, Oregon, it also comes from, unfortunately, having to watch Pac-12 football the last 10 years and having watched quite a few Oregon games last year. Uh, this offense really is really good. Yeah, this line's moved three points since it opened uh, against Oregon. And I, I've gotten burned by Bo Nix so many times since we started this podcast and before. That's how old that guy is. That I'm not going to bet this with you, but I, I get it. I get it. Let's overreact. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, go Ducks. Uh, quack, quack, quack. My my second college game is one that we got to talk about. Um, and everybody that listened last week knows exactly what I'm about to say. I'm taking Bama at home, minus seven. Uh, I told you guys that Florida State and Mike Norvell were frauds. Obviously, I don't look like I'm going to be right on that one. There's a lot of season left, but they look really good against LSU. They look fast. Um, I'm not going to be right on both of these because the other team that I told you was, was going to be fraudulent – was Texas and Sarkeesian because he's an even worse coach. And these guys are frauds every year. Um, and, uh, you know, they were a little wobbly against Rice at times. I think Bama this year, I, they're starting Milrow, right? I, I didn't watch any of their cupcake what's, game last what's year. What's spread in this game? I, I took Bama minus seven. Okay. Yeah, Milrow should be starting again this week. So they're just going to run the ball all year shamelessly. And I think they're going to run all over Texas. Do you know what the over is in this game? Uh, I can check. I feel like that's where I would lean. I think Bama's going to win this game. I mean, last year it was weird. Like, it was a 20-19 to 19 game. So, that's the only thing that gives me pause with minus seven. And Texas has a much 
more veteran led roster than Bama, but I, I think I saw Nick Saban is 28 and two against his former assistants. And I think the two losses are both Kirby smart. So yeah, I'm not going to bet against Saban. So the over is 65, which feels really high for how much Bama's going to run the ball and for how quick the clock runs now. Yeah, I think I take the under. Yeah. Oh, no. It opened at 65, and it's all the way down to 54. Wow. I think I still take the under. Yeah, but I do it a little bit more with a little more hesitancy. I'm going to take the under, and I'm still going to take Bama confidently minus seven which means I don't think Texas is going to score any points. Um, and I think Bama is going to run all over them. And I feel good about this one. I almost made this the lock schmear of the week, but um, seven's a lot of points for, for Texas. That's ranked in the top 10. I could, Even give, like that, frauds. I could give that a freebie if, uh, if we want it. Why don't you give us a freebie? The people I like, love- I like an upset Tulane plus seven. I like Tulane to beat Ole Miss outright actually. That's funny you say that. That was going to be my freebie, too. So that's a freebie bagel bet. Yeah. Um, Two-lane money line. Like, is Ole Miss that good this year that that they're giving seven points away to a you know team that's ranked, like, 22 or whatever they are? Yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I feel like I couldn't tell you since Kiffin took over when was the last time Ole Miss, like, beat a stud team. Yeah. I, like, that line just felt weird to me, too, so I'm with you. All right. What do we got next? Uh, we got the pros. So I, I'm going to start because I'm starting with the game that we're going to see tomorrow. I like, I honestly, I, I'm going to bet probably six or seven NFL games this weekend. I don't think this is one of my two or three favorites, but I feel like I have to bet the first game of the year. You know, it's like Christmas morning. You're not going to just sit around and like, you know, not, not participate. So I'm taking uh, the Chiefs minus four and a half. They're at home against the Lions. Uh, this was six and a half until Kelsey went down and it came all the way down to four and a half. I don't think Kelsey's going to play. I feel like if you're the Chiefs, this is, that's not a lot of recovery time for him. And um, you're going to make the playoffs and, you know, you got to rest your guys. You got There's no reason to push them. Um, but, like, this Detroit Lions defense is super suspect. Kansas City's going to score a lot of points on them. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just taking the champs. Week one, not given that many points at home. I'm never going to bet get a bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, the only time the guy's ever failed me was in the Super Bowl when he lost to Tom Brady and whatever. That was a bad night. Better man. We'll talk about that night. I, I just my only hesitancy with the Chiefs is even with Kelsey, and I know Mahomes does crazy stuff. But even with Kelsey, you kind of looked at this offense and you're like, this is a Bill Simmons takes. So I'll give him credit. Where it's like at a certain point, it's like how much are you tempting the football gods by like openly not caring about who you have a wide receiver because of Mahomes. Um, Kelsey, if Kelsey doesn't play, you're then, in my opinion, the Chiefs are missing who, the guy who is by far their most impactful player, not Mahomes, on offense and defense because Chris Jones isn't going to play. I still think the Chiefs win. But until I find out about Kelsey, I'm hesitant to bet any lines on this game because I think it's a completely – obviously, it's a completely different ballgame with him out. Um, and, and I do think – do I think this Lions team is a little overhyped? Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, um, but they got a lot of good skill players at a lot of important positions. So, for, yeah. me, for me, it's a stay off until kick when we find out if uh, 
Travis Kelsey's knee is intact and what the vibe is there. And God willing, it is because I wasted a first round pick on him in fantasy. So there you go. We're off to a great start. That's fair. Dan Campbell's going to have these boys ready to play. So I get it. Dan Campbell, if he didn't seem like such a good guy, does seem like the kind of guy who would be like, go for Kelsey's knee if he does play. I'm not saying Dan Campbell would. I think he's a really great guy, but he's like that crazy nut competitiveness that I think could lead him to do that. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that about Dan. He seems like a nice guy, and and I think you're putting bad vibes out there about him. All right, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with an over in my first game. I'm gonna go Titan Saints over 41 and a half. I like that. Like not a sexy game by any means, but like both defenses are okay. Um, Derrick Henry, Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins, Burks, like Titans offense, I think is ready to rock. Saints offense with Derek Carr, healthy Michael Thomas. I know Kamara's not playing week one, but Jamal, Jamal Williams will be in there. Um, I mean, that's three touchdowns a team. Uh, you know, these these offenses just both solid above average offenses, and I like the overhead in that game. I, I love it. Uh, anybody that listened last week knows exactly how I feel about the Titans. I think they're going to have a great year. Um, I think they're going to they're going to put up a lot of points uh, with with Hop and and with Tannehill coming back healthy um, and and playing a lot of games against really bad defenses in their division. And I like the more I think about the Saints, the more I think like they're they were solid last year. They won like seven or eight games, and their quarterback play was terrible. Cars like a solid QB. You know, why can't this team, like, score a bunch of points with Olave and Michael Thomas coming back? And I don't know. I, I didn't know how to bet this game because I'm, I'm high on both teams. But I agree that that 42 feels like a low number for two offenses that should be solid. Um, and I'm, I'm going to bet that with you. I'm in. All right. Is that your second pick officially? No, it's not. I got, I got, I got too many games I want to pick. Okay. Um, my second one, I'm taking Green Bay plus one at Chicago. Um, the Chicago Bears defense sucks. They gave away all their talent last year. Um, and I think this is this is um, Jordan Love's coming out party. I think he's gonna he's gonna ball all over the Bears and it's gonna really piss off some Bears fans. Um, I like I, that's just how I see this playing out. Um, the, and the, the Packers defense should be good again. They've always been good under under the floor. So like I, I don't I don't see Justin Fields picking them apart with his arm or or with his legs, I think. I think the fact that uh, that that Green Bay is giving points here feels really good. Yeah, I would take Packers money line in this game. Um, until the Bears beat the Packers, I'm going to keep picking the Packers to beat the Bears. Agreed. I, I don't look, care who's playing quarterback. Jordan Love had three years to learn under. I always think of how I want to describe Rodgers. I think Mahomes is the most gifted quarterback I've ever seen, but. Rodgers might be, in terms of the actual like nuances of playing quarterback, be the best I've ever seen. Um, learned under him for three years. You know, the big what if is Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are both questionable. So if they're not playing, it's a real interesting start for Jordan Love. But assuming they both do, healthy dose of A.J. Dillon and um, Aaron Jones. And David Bartiari, their left tackle's back. So go Pack go. And in, in, in our friend group, it's, you know, it's like you're rooting for one. Uh, neither of our friends who are root, have rooting interest in this game are particularly easy to root for. So, yeah, I agree. It's a wash on that one. 
right. Uh, my second game that I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go Vikings minus six versus the Bucks. Reason being, I, I, one, I don't think the Bucks defense is very good. Uh, I don't think Todd Bowles is a very good head coach. I think he's just one of those guys always meant to be a great coordinator, but for whatever reason is a head coach, not great. Um, I think Leslie Frazier being the Vikings new, not Leslie Frazier, um, Brian Flores, sorry, being named the new defensive coordinator of the Vikings doesn't get talked about nearly enough. The Dolphins D's were always great under him. He was always a great DC before that. I think he'll have that D ready to go. Um, I think the Madison cook, cook the Madison drop off given Dalvin's injuries, isn't going to be as steep as people think. Um, and I just think Justin Jefferson's going to torch that. And at the end of the day, it's Brian Flores' defense versus Baker Mayfield. I'll, I'll take the Brian Flores-led defense. I, I hate this one. The, the Bucks. people forget, the Bucks won the division last year. Uh, they still have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. I, you know, they won Baker, the with Tom Brady, though. Yeah, but Brady looked washed last year. I don't think the step down and this comment, uh, you're going to give me shit for it. I don't think the step down from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield is going to be as big as people think. You must not have watched any Baker games outside of the crazy Thursday night Rams game because otherwise he was dreadful. Ba- Baker's had a rough couple of years, but he had some he had some good years with the Browns as a game manager playing you know within himself. I think the Bucks are going to run the ball with Rashad White. I think they got a lot of talented receivers. Um, I. I I thought they were going to be good on defense this year. The fact that you're telling me no is making me rethink this. They've been so good on run defense for the past few years. They have to at least be good at that, no? I think J.J. is just going to torch them. Uh, we'll see. I hate your pick is all I'll say. It's all good. Uh-huh. It's all good. One of us was unofficially 2-1. and one. one of us was unofficially 1-2. and two, So uh, un- Unofficially doesn't count. It doesn't matter. We'll see. Well, look, we'll see. There's, we don't have to fight. We can talk about it next week. All right, and then lock of the week at the end. The lock schmear of the week. So my lock schmear of the week is I'm I'm taking Dolphins plus three at the Chargers. I'll probably take a money line. Everybody that listened last week, I know I keep saying this, but they know I'm all in on the Dolphins. Dolphins are good when Tua plays. This is the time to bet them while he's still healthy. You know, their, their offense is maybe could be the best in the whole league. Um, their defense – to your point, has been great for the past few years. Even without Jalen Ramsey, their secondary should be really good. The pass rush should be okay. The Chargers are not, you know, they're not really like, they don't blow anybody out. Um, I, I don't think they're going to win 11 games like a lot of people think they are this year because that not that much has changed since last year. I think they're going to be the same old, like, nine-win Chargers. Um, so I, I love Miami in this game. I'm going to take them plus three, and I'll probably take them money line too. Yeah, I have Dolphins plus three on my board. Um, look, the Dolphins, is, it's kind of as simple as this. When Tua was healthy, the Dolphins were an elite team last year. Like, not good, elite. Best offense in football. Um, and Tua was healthy to start the year. So, as long as he makes it through the game, I like the Dolphins to win this game. My lock of the week, uh, I'm between two games. I am between Bengals minus two and a half versus the Browns and Jags minus four and a half versus the Colts. And after giving it some thought, um, I think Joe Burrow is going to walk all over the Browns. But the AFC North is weird, and Joe Burrow hasn't practiced all offseason for the most part because of a calf injury. 
So I'm going to go Jags minus four and a half versus the Colts for my lock of the week. Look, this could blow up in my face. It's Anthony Richardson's first game. He could go out and ball out. I just think in an NFL rookie's first game, the extremes are so high and low. And I just think without Jonathan Taylor, these first couple weeks for AR, it's just going to be brutal. Because you don't have to respect the run game. Zach Moss isn't even back yet. So it's going to be um, Evan Hole and Deion Jackson in the backfield. And, like, I, I just look at their receiving core. They have a lot of guys who would be guys who I would like to call, like, good final pieces on championship teams. Like Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. Pittman, a little bit less so. But, like, Alec Pierce, I, there's just nobody that really strikes fear into me on that offense. And um, I, I I think the Jags may underachieve this year, but I don't think it's going to be because of the offense. I think they're going to score a ton of points on the Colts um, and cover this. I I hate this one too. I'm on the Colts. It barely didn't make my board. The Colts are four and a half point underdogs at home to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you had said that to us any time in the last 10, 20 50, 100 years, we'd be like, oh, yeah, I hammer the Colts. That's a weird-ass line. But, like, now because the Jags have one kind of good season and, like, look okay down the stretch and the Colts look like shit because they hire a random offensive lineman to play to be their coach, we're going we're gonna to throw 100 years of history away? No shot. They got a real head coach now. They're going to they're gonna run the ball with whoever's out there, including Richardson. And I, I think they keep this close at home. I, I, I didn't take the Colts. They weren't on my board. I don't – Love this pick as I'm as much as I love the other three I took, but um, I'm definitely not on the Jags. I think Trevor, it's it's uh, it's a new era in Jacksonville. He said that about David Gerard too. Is it David Gerard? David, what was that guy's name? Uh, yeah, David Gerard was the number one pick in the NFL draft, though. So, so it was, all right, whatever. All right, we'll see. We'll see. That's the fun of this. Um, all right. So now we got a couple of segments. You guys, you guys got our first segment uh, last week, which was promo sexuals, which we'll do again this week. But we got a couple others that we're going to do. Um, the first one we're really excited about. Chase and I, all off season, have been hitting the books. We've been in the betting laboratory to figure out one bet where the two of us can have a real advantage on on the rest of the market. You know, we're we're not going to pick these games better than the millions of people that are that are betting this shit every week but we think we can we can find one prop that the bagel boys will bet better than everybody else and we can help you bet that and start to win this one bet so we're calling this the bagel bet and the bet is every week we'll take one guy to be either over or under assisted tackles if you don't know what an assisted tackle is it's when two guys tackle another guy at once and some random statistician somewhere figures out which guy gets the tackle and which guy gets the tackle assist. So now you're probably wondering, Dave Bagels, Chase, how, how do you how do you know who's going to get the most assists, especially if it's determined by some random guy in the score box? We know because we know who the dogs are. We know the guys that are always around the ball. We know we know we have we have an instinct for this. This is the bagel bet. You got to trust us. We've been in the lab. So our first bagel bet of the year, we got to do it in the first game of the year when everybody's paying attention. We're taking our boy, the dog, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, C.J.G.J. Everybody knows him as the guy who throws the most hands in the NFL, punched all these dudes. He talks the most shit. 
but he also is a great assisted tackler. He's going to be in the mix all night, and you got to take him over one and a half assisted tackles. That's the bagel bet. Guy's got a lot of syllables in his name. That's a good sign. That's four letters. A lot of syllables, a lot of assists. That's a fact. Um, and now for the Bagel Bet sponsor, the Bagel Bet is brought to you by Bagels and Lock Studios. In case you don't remember from last week, Bagels and Lock Studios is the online Israeli uh, escape room company that we stole the logo from. So we're going to use them as our unofficial sponsor from now on as a thank you for uh, letting us steal their logo unofficially. So a little bit about Bagels and Lock Studios. We didn't really give you much information last week. Bagels and Lock Studios is a studio that creates fun and challenging games and activities with the added bonus of having educational Jewish value. It is a team of experienced educators, developers, puzzle creators, writers, and artists that have created and run a variety of informal educational Jewish activities, including the My Maimonides Puzzle Room and the Seyfed Puzzle Room. Those are both really good ones. The Bagels and Lock Studios has moved online and looks forward to bringing many more entertaining projects your way this Jewish holiday season. Check them out. We'll put a link on our Twitter. Puzzles are cool. Um, all right. Next, next segment. Sure. So the next one, this one we're really excited about because, you know, all this betting stuff is fun. We like to talk shit. And, you know, part of it is uh, – Part of it is the competitive aspect. Part of it is also we want to make some money here. You know, we're, we're doing this to, to, to make the big dollars. So we were thinking like, you know, we should do a parlay in here. We all like parlays, 10 to win 200, you know, 10 to win 500. But then we started thinking like, why don't we do a real whale? You know, why don't we why don't, why don't we put something in that's big? So then we, we looked it up and we tried to figure out the biggest parlay we could do. And it's a it's a million dollar parlay. So every week. We're going to do a million dollar parlay. It'll be somewhere between five and 10 bucks to win something close to a million dollars. Um, we're going to always put this in on, on FanDuel. The thinking here is if, if we, the, the Bagels and Locks team and all of you, the listeners, the Bagel Boys ever put this in and it ever hits, we could actually become a real liability for FanDuel and we could bankrupt them. So, you know, that, that would be pretty cool for us. So this week's bankrupt FanDuel parlay um, is, first, it's guaranteed to hit. Second, I got to sign into FanDuel. So this is a 13-legger a across college and the NFL. It is $7.10 to win $997,000. <coughs> and the bets are... Chiefs minus five and a half, Colorado minus two and a half, NC State money line. That's a big one. They could beat Notre Dame. Tulane money line, App State money line at North Carolina. That one's a little bit of a reach. Alabama minus seven, Niners minus two and a half, Falcons minus three and a half, Bengals minus two and a half, Colts money line. Sorry, Chase. Broncos minus four, Dolphins money line, Packers money line. You put that in, maybe it hits. And you make a million dollars. Maybe it doesn't. You lose $7. Maybe you get halfway through Saturday. You cash it out for a little bit of change. I think the upside here is way bigger than the downside. Um, and we could also actually bankrupt FanDuel, which I think would be pretty cool. 
I'm going to throw one more in there that I just cooked up as you were saying that. Yeah, do it. All right. So it's not quite what you said. It's, um, it's a play that is 10 to win $390,000. That's spicy. And it's all 16 NFL games with Ooh. each one picking a spread or an over. The only time that a money line is picked is if it was an underdog. I like okay. it. Give it to us. Over 52 and a half in the Chiefs Lions. Niners minus two and a half versus the Steelers. Falcons minus three and a half versus the Panthers. Ravens minus 10 versus the Texans. Bengals minus two and a half versus the Browns. Vikings minus six versus the Bucks. Commanders minus seven versus the Cardinals in the battle of the teams that start with the C. Titans Saints over 41 and a half. Jags minus four and a half versus the Colts. Eagles minus four versus the Patriots. Broncos minus four versus the Raiders. Seahawks minus five and a half versus the Rams. Packers plus 100 versus the Bears. Dolphins plus 138 versus the Chargers. Candidly, I think the Cowboys might beat the Giants, but I'm not a bad fan, so I'm not going to pick that. So over 46 and a half in those games, both quarterbacks shell out. And Bills minus two and a half versus the Jets. Exhale. I love it. I like. I think I like the overs more than the bets. But yeah, that's. I mean, that seems like about the safest way to make three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think if, so if you want to make a million dollars or three hundred fifty thousand, you should take these uh, these bets. And if you want to add some legs to that, I like Dolphins Chargers over fifty and a half. Uh, Rams Seahawks under forty five and a half. The Rams offense without Cooper Cup is going to be bad. <laughs> is he? Is he not going to play? Yeah, he's out week one already. Oh, I didn't realize they ruled him out. Yikes. So that's going to be bad. Um, I kind of like over 45 and a half in the Jags-Colts game. Yeah, the Colts just aren't – they're not going to score a lot of points. So if you think like I do that that game could be close, it's not going to hit. But if you think the Jags are going to put a bunch of points up and blow them out, it should hit. Um, over 41 and a half Steelers Niners. I like a lot. I know both these are good, but it's week one. No, Pickett's going to Pickett's going to be really good this year. That offense is going to be so much improved. I, I don't hate that. And you ready for, a cr- oh, and I'm going to go under 39 and a half in the Falcons, uh, Panthers game. Yeah. I don't hate that. Falcons are going to run the ball. Panthers suck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a low number though. Everyone's talking about the Falcons is the Falcons that as if like, Oh, they're going to make this great leap, and they're definitely better. But like, are we sure Desmond Ritter can throw the ball? Question for you: Are you sure that it matters? They're going to run the ball, and they're going to play defense. Yeah, my response to that is like, I agree with you. But like, look at the teams that have won the past, however many. Like this side of like Russell Wilson winning the Super Bowl, it's a passing league now. I, th- I think the Titans are a great example where it's the ground and pound can only get you so far because as soon as you fall behind, you're screwed. I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl. No, you I'm got to pick them to win eight or nine games and the worst division in the NFC. Like, that's not a high bar. I still think they're the – it's who? Them, the Panthers, the Saints, and the – And the Bucks. Bucks. Who you're hating on. I don't hate the Bucks. I just think the Vikings are going to beat them. Um, I think the Falcons are worse than the Bucks. I think they're definitely worse than the Saints. Interesting. Okay, we'll see. I'm all in on the Falcons train this year, but whatever. All right, is it my turn? Um, no, we have one more. We have, we have to do promo sexuals. Oh, lay it on me. Oh, but wait. But first, 
The bankrupt fan, the bankrupt FanDuel one million dollar parlay is sponsored by DraftKings. Okay, quickly promo sexuals. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, there, there, yeah. I, I'm not allowed to comment on that for uh, corporate reasons, but um, with DraftKings, except for that million dollar bankrupt uh, book bet. Yeah, we're, we're trying to stay out of legal troubles here, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, promo sexuals. So there's a, actually a ton of good stuff this week for week one. Not surprising. Um, Fanduel's doing a 50% profit boost on the Bama Texas game and on the Chiefs Lions game. So hit that. DraftKings is doing a no sweat thing for all three all three days of, of NFL week one, where they'll give you your bet back up to I think it's ten bucks. Um, so that's solid too. But my favorite thing this week is DraftKings, and shout out shout out our boy Adrian for pointing this out. DraftKings is doing this. Any money line bet cashes if the team is up over seven points thing, which feels like if, if there's a money line guy that you like this week, if there's, you know, if there's somebody that's like, and this is NFL only, but if there's somebody that's like plus six, like the bucks or something, I, I think you hammer that and you hope they score first. I honestly think the strategy to do this is you do what you just said, but you take somebody, you throw like 10 bucks on, cause I think the max bet for this probably is like 10, 20 bucks. It's what it usually is. Um, Throw ten bucks money line on like the biggest dog and just hope they get the ball first and score. That's exactly what I just said, Chase. Appreciate yeah, you. Said not plus six. I'm saying money line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I me- I meant money line. That's Maximize the bet. I'm just saying, like, find somebody who's a big dog, bet them money line, and hope they score first. My promo that I did take this week, um, which I think is all Fanduel at this point, um, it was from the Ringer. And like not huge juice, but you could throw up to 50 bucks. It was plus 130 for the Chiefs, Eagles, and Niners to all make the playoffs. And like you're just not getting a lot of juice out of that. Plus, even at plus 130 for three teams to make the playoffs. I just like I think so much has to go wrong for any of those teams to not make the playoffs. I don't know. The Niners have a seventh round rookie quarterback, and they're always hurt. I That's genuinely think even if Purdy falters or gets hurt, I think Sam Darnold will ball out in that offense. They'll run the ball a lot, but if I he gets hurt, I, I think you would be putting Sam Darnold for the first time in his life with a real offensive head coach. Yeah, look, the, the Eagles and the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs, no doubt. So it, it's it's even a bet on the Niners. I even went through the Niners schedule the other day with my buddy because we were he was deliberating whether to take this or not, and like going through the schedule, the like being as generous as I could in my mind towards like winner losses, the worst I could get to was like 10 and seven, 11 and six. No, you're probably right. Even if they don't win the division, it feels like they sneak into the wild card. I just don't see a scenario. They also, I have two teams in there. I mean, the Cardinals, I think could be the worst team of football. And like, if Cooper cup doesn't come back in a timely manner, this Rams offense, this Rams team in general is just not going to be good. You know, I disagree. I got him to win the division at like uh, – No, I know. I just – Plus 800. It's it's an old Stafford throwing to Van Jefferson and Tutu Atchwell this week. Uh, look, they're, they they got some guys. They got some dudes. that They're thin for sure, and they're not going to make the playoffs if Cup doesn't come back. But if he does, you know, a little purdy injury, a little bit of regression for Geno, and all of a sudden that bed is like – they have, you're making a little bit of money when you cash out in week 15. They have over 20 undrafted free agents on their team. Sounds like they got a lot of dogs. 
That's certainly one way to think of it, I guess. Dude, you're 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 advocating for the Niners. Brock Purdy's basically an undrafted free agent. He's playing quarterback. Stafford went first overall, but he did get drafted. <laughs> Touche. By the skin of his teeth, he got drafted. <laughs> Waited all night, but he got picked. All right. So um, for Chase's PP of the week, for those oh, of you, you got to introduce it. What's your PP? Talk about your PP. No, Chase, the people want to know your PP. What? How, what's your PP? Very average. Um, but that's his conversation for another day. Um, so Prize Picks is an app where you just pick player props. And for football, it's particularly fun because there is such a wide variety of things you can pick. Personally, my strategy, the two things I hammer the most are kicking points and fantasy scores. Because it's scored like PPR and fantasy, and you get so much more random crap factored into that than trying to take rushing yards, passing yards, touchdowns, whatever it is. You guys get the gist. If you do want to sign up before the start of the football season, use the code PR-BX180P7. That's all caps. You'll get Did a 20- you just use your personal referral code on this podcast? Of course. Disgusting, Disgusting of course. greed. Shooters got to shoot. to business. Um, all right. So, you know, the board isn't totally full because football Sunday is obviously Sunday and it's Wednesday. But um, the ideal thing to do on prize picks that I like to do is you build a six-leg called a flex play. And with that, it's 25 to 1 odds of all six hit. If you get five of six, you double your money. If you get four of six, so you're getting two-thirds right, you get 40% of your money back. So on a $10 bet, you're getting $4 back. Anything less than that, you don't deserve to win any money. You went 50-50. Tough shit. So I usually go for the six. Um, So looking at the board right now, some things that I like. I don't like, love Isaiah Pacheco over 11 fantasy points. If Kelsey isn't playing, I think they utilize the run game a bit more than they usually will. This is basically me betting if you want to prop also. I think Pacheco is going to score a touchdown. So I like Pacheco over 11 fantasy points. Um, I like, I kind of like David Montgomery, but not enough that I'm going to recommend him week one. I like Justin Jefferson over 19 and a half fantasy points. Guy over Cooks. 19 and a half? Is that PPR? P- full PPR. That's still a lot of points. I don't know. I do uh, like the Pacheco pick, though. Lions, Lions were, were bottom five in uh, rush defense last year. I like for receptions, Amon Ross St. Brown over six and a half. I know that's a big number, but this guy is the ultimate chain mover uh, in the NFL. Let's take a look at passing. Just a promo right now that. Um, that you can use where Dak, it's Dak over half a passing yard. Definitely use that because it's, I mean, bearing something absolutely catastrophic for money. Yeah, if you get beat on that, that would be uh, pretty pretty funny. As a Giant fan, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm rooting for it, but, you know. Um, other things I like, and this is crazy for me to say out loud, I like Lamar Jackson over 216 and a half passing yards. In this new offense, I, I kind of love that. I mean, this Todd Mocking guy, he turned Stetson Bennett into Stetson freaking Bennett. And this is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, Lamar's either going to throw like four picks this week or 400 yards. There's no in between. Um, all right, so that's what? I gave you four so far, so two more for a uh, – I'm going to go Amari Cooper over four catches. I like that. 
don't think he gets talked about enough as, you know, a guy who's ultimately elite. And um, here's a fun one for the faithful. Let me just find the right one to pick. I'm going to go Johnny Hecker over four and a half punts versus the Falcons. Ooh, we're talking punts. Total dart throw. I don't even know how to talk punts. I don't even know what team he's on. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't take it. Um, one I actually do like, though, is uh, give me Derek Carr over six and a half completions in his first 10 pass attempts. I, you know, I just looked up Johnny Hecker. He's on the Panthers. They're going to punt a ton. It's only yeah, four no. and a half oh, in the whole game. Yeah, you should take that one. That seems like a stone-cold lock PP. Um, and then rushing and receiving yards combined. I like this one too. Um, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill combined rushing and receiving yards total over 103 and a half. Mahomes will get you like 25. Yeah. And then Tyreek will do the rest. Yeah. Tyreek should get a hundred on his own. Yeah. You, you could honestly just do that bet thinking Tyreek's going to get 105 receiving yards. I'd go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good PP. You should include the punter thing, though. So Panthers seems like a lock. So those are Chase's PP. That's Chase's PP. Um, and again, if you need that referral code, it is. No, I'm not going to repeat it. I was going to let you go. I was going to give you the airspace. Make, make that money. PR-BX180P7. Or you could text me and I'll walk you through this app. Also, for whatever it's worth, Great for baseball and basketball, too. I'll do a shameless plug for prize pick because I love the app. It's also, uh, I, I mean, I don't, you can bet on the AFL, which. What's uh, the AFL? I think it's, I, it's the, it's the Australian Rugby League. <laughs> um, you could bet on NASCAR. You could bet on cricket, MMA, Korean baseball. Um, European golf and esports. All right. And that was Chase's prize picks. Chase's prize picks is brought to you by Chase and, and his personal referral code. Chase, you want to give us that one more time? Oh my word. I, I keep closing out the app because I think we're done. I'm just trying to make you some money. Uh, it is PR-BX180P7, all caps. And the I'll probably comment it on the Instagram post to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you are. You're greedy. Um, we forgot to do the sponsor for Promosexuals, which is an actual sponsor that we have. We've done like five made up sponsors now, and we got one real one, and we forgot to do it. So the Promosexual sponsor is King Kong Beer Bongs. This I swear to God is a real thing that we got through Belly Up. Uh, we weren't going to do real sponsors. We were just going to do made-up ones. And then uh, this came from from the mothership. So King Kong beer bongs, and I swear everything about this is serious. This is a cup. It's like a like a kind of a koozie, like a cup that you put your beer in, but like you just you put the can in it. But it also can be transitioned into a funnel, like a, a beer bong. And then you pour the beer into it, and you 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 drink out of it. Look it up. It's pretty cool. Um, our, our King Kong beer bong link is in our Instagram. I think if you use that, there might be a discount, but honestly, I, I don't really know. Just check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, I, I beer bonged, I funneled a beer this weekend for the first time in three years. And I got to say it was pretty terrible. Um, but you know, if you're into it and you also wanted to 
double as a cup for some reason. It's uh, it's it's, it's in our bio for you. Do you think that company got their name after um, the great play in the film Cook, Kicking and Screaming when the tall kid, who we will now call King Kong, um, held up Bing Bong and they scored a goal? You know, there was a huge missed opportunity there. They were calling that the mega person, but they could have called it the King Kong. King Kong Bing be, Bong. Let me be abundantly clear. I'm not the one calling the kid Bing Bong. It was Mike Ditka. Right, no, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, they, they call him Bing Bong. Hey, I, I can't get canceled. I need to just make everything very clear. We're we're corporate now. We got we got big network sponsors like King Kong beer bongs. We got to be PC. You're right. You did the right thing. So I have a quote that I'd like to end the show with. So I will ask you any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast. I've talked a lot on this podcast. I've gave a lot of thoughts. Um, so I'm just excited for football, and uh, we'll we'll see you guys next week when uh, I'll be five and zero, and Chase will be one and four. This is from literally a Facebook post that uh, while David was reading the sponsor, I went on Facebook. And I thought it was a good quote that sums up the excitement of football season. Picked up my jet skier from the dry cleaners today. I need a professional to remove the frustrations of the last few seasons. Mm. We are so back. We are so back. And on that note, with David Santola, my name is Chase Podorski. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great football Sunday.